Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. So welcome to Come Along Pond, a Doctor Who discussion podcast with your best friends, who are Damla and Elliot. It's a new, it's a new intro. It's it's a brand new intro. So we're still trying to learn our parts. Yes. <laughs> Sorry for that. By the end of by the end of series two, it will be rolling perfect, off the I tongue. Promise. Rolling off the tongue. But for now, still a little bit rough around the edges. Yeah, just a tad. Just a tad. Just a little tiny bit. But how are you? How are you? How are you? How am I? I mean, I feel like this week the UK has gone into absolute meltdown. This is the this is the yeah this is the fun catch up that we're doing. Yeah, no, for yeah. real. I'm actually really good. I'm really excited because we made a TikTok, didn't we? You you made a TikTok. Well, I made the TikTok, but in on our behalf, so it's our oh, yeah. TikTok. Yeah, I was gonna, yeah, I, was gonna, I don't want that to sound like I'm being 
salty about it, I'm not. I don't know how TikTok works. I don't really use TikTok, so Dan was taking the charge on the TikTok, and it's amazing. And do you know what? We've actually gotten some engagement, and I'm really excited about it. Excited about it. If you found us through TikTok, hello. Yeah, hi. Hi there. Thank you. Yeah, we're forming a, a little community already. We've already got over 100 followers. I'm excited. Yeah. Join us it's on amazing. TikTok. It's, yeah, please. It's our best, it's our best platform. Yeah, it's great. Um, but yeah, that's just excited me. It's really fun to have actual discussion with other members of fandom, um, people commenting, yeah. things like that. So yeah, uh, please go over there. Come Along Pond podcast on TikTok because it was available. Amazing. I was about to say, I was like, it, because when I was making the username, I was like, if it's not there yet, watch me actually yeah. not even bother with the whole thing because it would have pissed me off so much. <laughs> Flipping hell. So anyway... I don't, yeah, I, I'm fine. <laughs> I'm fine. I'm all right. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I can ask you how yeah. you are, but I don't care. Like I said, up front. No, I'm joking. How are you? Uh, I'm saying I'm all right. I'm not done. I've not done anything exciting. Definitely haven't started a TikTok. Yep. Coming to you from a new recording space. <laughs> it's uh, it's all moving and grooving. So, we, we, you know what? I feel like we're just re- we're refreshed. We, we feel refreshed. We're refreshed. We're reinvigorated. We're regenerated. Oh yeah, that's the series two watchword. That really is. It really yeah. is. I, I'm just so excited to get into this. But before we do, we have news. We have news. News. Satellite five. We are the news. Yeah. So from the from the pages of Doctor Who magazine. A magazine that neither of us subscribe to. Because it's too expensive. Um, it's way too expensive. Cut your price down. Who reads magazines? 2022. Yeah. Um, I appreciate that Doctor Who magazine's been going for a very long time. I shouldn't slag them off like that, but also, come on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> for the page of Doctor Who magazine, we have the title, amongst other things, for the centenary, but the title is probably the easiest thing to get a hold of because you don't need to look at grainy images to know what the title is. Yeah. Uh, what is, is that title, Elliot? What is that title? Do you want to share? It's the thoroughly mediocre power of the Doctor. <laughs> I mean... Like, by thoroughly mediocre, I mean it doesn't interest or excite me, but it's not a bad title. It's just fine. It's it painfully exists. mid, isn't it? Yeah. Like, I feel like there's, there's, there's two camps of people. There are people who go, it's lazy, terrible, uninspired, or there are people who go, oh, but you're okay with name and day of the Doctor. Hey, guess what? I don't particularly like those titles either. What are you going to do? Kill me? I don't, like, it's <laughs> no, fine. Yeah, yeah. I'm allowed to have an opinion. I'm allowed to have opinions about this. <laughs> Things I just, I just, it's, it's. I think my, my, my issue with it is just always I don't understand. They make people wait for so long. Yeah. They're intent on never doing any marketing for it. Yeah. But like, you know, that Doctor Who fans are going to be so rabidly excited for just the title of something. Yeah. That if it doesn't, if it's not the most amazing thing on the planet, and you're never going to please everybody anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's What's the point? What 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 are you gaining from waiting? a month before broadcast to say what a title is. It doesn't matter, does it? I mean... Like, it really is not that deep. And it doesn't reveal anything about the episode. It's not like it's called the one the one where the Doctor gets pushed off a cliff by the Master. Like, it's it's just, it's just called The Power of the Doctor. It's really generic. It sounds like a fan film. I mean, my problem with the whole centenary at the moment anyway is, I mean, it's, all, it's probably because of budget cuts and things, but there's no marketing for it whatsoever. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's, air, it's airing, presumably, in... About a month from now, less than a month. 
<laughs> but then, what, uh, what does what does it matter anymore? I just think it's a shame. And do you know why I think it's a shame? It's a shame because, not that I was that passionate about Jodie's era anyway, not that I don't... And again, that's not me saying I don't like her as a doctor. Please, chill, calm, be calm, be calm, be still. I think the cast and the crew are being done really dirty. Like, obviously, Russell, our father, son, and the Holy Ghost, God of all things. Um, he basically, obviously, he's been trying to get excitement for the 60th and that's what everyone's really focused on, let's be honest. And I feel like, as much as I love Russell and I'm so excited to get into that, obviously, that's all I think about. Um, I just think it's been overshad- it's overshadowing Jodie's. Yeah. I, I just feel like, I mean, she did a convention not that long ago, like maybe last week or something. Um, and, you know, she was meeting fans. I think it was like a I don't know what, what convention it was. Uh, forgive me. But, oh. anyway, um, moving on. <laughs> um, should we just talk about the episode? Because guess what, Elliot? Merry Christmas. It's it's Christmas. It's come early. It, Christmas has come along pond early. It's here. <laughs> So today, like Dan said, it's Christmas. We're talking about episode one of series two of Doctor Who, The Christmas Invasion. We are. We are. It was broadcast on the 25th of December, 2005. Oh, wow. It was directed by James Hawes. And it was written by Rusty Davis. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, of course. Of course it was. I have, well, we have two big questions up top. One is always asking what you think the episode is about. Uh, but before that, actually, n- not a new segment, because it only is relevant to this episode, but before I forget, did you watch this on Christmas Day? Well, at the time, no, because I started watching Doctor Who. If you would remember, if you, actually, this is what I was saying, Elliot. I... Yeah, but you said you, started, <laughs> you said you started watching it with Series 2, and this is part of Series 2. It is part of Series 2, no. So my first ever Doctor Who episode that I watched was New Earth, so no. Was New Earth, yeah. okay. I watched this on Christmas Day. How was that? Was it electric? I don't have, I don't have really specifically any memory about it, except for a bit later on, which I'll talk about that my family was absolutely obsessed with. Because I, I, as I was writing that question, I was like, I don't actually think we did watch it on Christmas Day. But no, there was a bit later, I was like, oh no, we did watch that on Christmas Day, because I remember how well that went over in our house. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, I do actually, though, I do actually watch this episode every Christmas. Me too, I watched it like Christmas Eve last year to get me in the spirit. Every year without fail, I rewatch all nearly all the Doctor Who Christmas specials, except last Christmas, and the wardrobe one what's it called oh, that's how much i don't care I don't isn't, isn't it literally like the doctor the witch and the wardrobe yeah something like that i lit- i always rewatch um christmas invasion runaway bride runaway bride voyage of the damned which is good and i don't care what anyone says uh i love um the uh, is it a christmas carol i love that one i love it so much yeah. even though i have a shark phobia so that tells you how much i love it i like uh i i 
I like the next Doctor, personally. Yeah, I watch that one now and then. I don't like to watch it too much. I'll tell you why. It's because I actually think it's really good, mm-hmm. but it's quite heavy. I'm. I just love David Morrissey. Yeah. So watch anything that he does, basically. But yeah, I only really watch the Russell era ones, really, except for I won't watch End of Time Part One and Part Two just because that's also a bit much. No, that's that's the one I actually just never watch because the trauma. Yeah, but yeah, I always make a point of watching this Runaway Bride and Voyage of the, of the Damned. Damned, and then and, I, yeah. and for me added on um, a Christmas Carol because I love it so much. Uh, I can't wait to do a, a Christmas beatdown where we try and work out which is the best Christmas special. Oh. Yeah, it's going to be fun. But, as per usual, ramblings about Christmas out of the way in the middle of September. Yep. <laughs> it does feel suitably festive. There's Christmas it really does. everything in the shops. As I went shopping today, Christmas stuff everywhere. Yeah, same, 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 same. Horrible. But I know what I think this episode is about. I know what Google thinks it's about. I know what IMDb thinks it's about. I'll know what you think it's about. I think... It's about the importance of keeping sustenance on you at all times. Whether that be a sandwich, uh, a naked bar, they're great, a Trek bar, or a Satsuma. Yeah, little apple. A little apple. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, do you ever just, I don't know if... Nice, nice ham sandwich, a bowl of soup. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> do you, no, but genuinely, do you ever just walk and then suddenly you just feel your blood sugar level just drop and you're like, oh, actually, I wish I'd brought something with yeah. me. Yeah, you think if I had a tracker bar right now, oh. I'd be sorted. Or a satsuma. A satsuma. I do like a satsuma, to be fair. I actually do, but it has to be right, because if it's too squidgy or it's too hard, it has to be perfectly mm. sweet and in the middle yeah. of that texture combination. Yeah. What about you? Yeah. What do you think it's about? Uh, what do I think it's about? Um, Just don't... Don't give anybody your blood, ever. <laughs> like unless it's, do it. unless it's unless it's within the confines of an NHS donation centre and it's going to help people. Just don't don't be giving people your blood. Don't do that. Don't do it. Don't send it in a space. Are you mental? I mean, we've actually done that. I know. Stupid. Yeah. If you're if you're listening and you send your blood into space, stop listening. Go away. My partner was telling me about how they've actually done that, and I was like. Well, that's dumb. Oh, they've sent their blood into space. Blood control? Blood control! Oh. Mind you, it's... I haven't seen that for years. <laughs> Mind you, it's all right, it's just a cheap bit of voodoo. Um, yeah. Button! <laughs> it's gonna, that's all this episode's going to be, is bad David Tennant impression. It's just going to be us celebrating David Tennant's beautiful way of enunciation. Yeah. Because, my God... <laughs> Uh, so, I love how this episode starts. Like, it, it begins how Rose began. Yep. With the spinning earth, that little twangly bit of music. Mm-hmm. And we crash zoom all the way into Jackie's flat. And she's just got a little present for Rose. I wonder what it is. Perfume. A perfume set, like, do you think? But, yeah, one of those perfume-like gift sets. Maybe it's got, like, a wash bag or, like, a hairbrush. Or what or perfume? Ooh, what perfume? Well, it's 2005. I reckon maybe, like, a, a Victoria Beckham. Do you ever do perfume? 
No, I don't think she did it at the time. She's got a beauty brand now, and it was only brought out yeah. like two years ago. I feel like it would have been something like, I don't know, like Lancome or something. You know, they do those special deals mm. uh, on perfume. Or something they think is really like, like a like a Ralph Lauren. Yeah, something nice but like, like ladies, that. Like ladies, you know, yeah. I was going to say Have maybe a it's a link set, but that's just, no, Jackie has taste. Oh, every bloody year. Oh, every bloody year we get links. Seriously, it's irritating. But um, yeah. I just want to say right off the bat, mm-hmm. right up top, at the start, yeah. before we go mm-hmm. in. Right at the beginning. I would die for Jackie Tyler. That woman, yeah, <laughs> if it, literally, this is a Jackie Tyler fan podcast, okay? Always. Because, because she is the reason why... Everything sorts itself out. She is the reason why... She saves the doctor. She saves the doctor. She is... I'm sorry. Okay, fair enough. When she's bringing all those bags of food, that is my mum, and I have to be like, mum, you, you chill. But just listen, Just trust the process with Jackie. You have to trust the process. Always. And also, Rose flew off in the TARDIS to the other end of time. She had no idea where she's gone. Still buying her Christmas presents. Yep. Wholesome. It was very, very cute. Especially she was just looking at it. I was like, oh. But yeah, and then obviously you get the sound of the TARDIS um, coming in and Mickey and Jackie are running and the TARDIS crashes into the Pile Estate. I think that crashing scene looks really good. It still like, looks the really good. really hold up as it bounces off those buildings and I agree. the only one that probably doesn't hold up is when they've got like just the tiny cut out bottom of it that they sort of like wooden hover on like strings over Jackie and That's not and great. Mickey's head. That's, That's not, not great. great. But it bouncing off buildings when it's just completely CGI actually looks really good. Looks really good. Also when the doctor's hand is cut off, not when it grows back because for 2005, 2006 it still looks really good. But when it's a first cut off and it's just like a hand with a hand, you know, an arm without a hand, kind of wriggling, that close up, <laughs> it looks awful. But yeah, like so, so it crashes in, crashes into the pal state, and someone steps out of the TARDIS. Someone does step out of the TARDIS. Uh, who? The, who? An icon. That's who. I really like Tenant in Nine's clothes. I think he suits them very well. I mean, what have I said from day one on this podcast? Nine's outfit is my favourite Doctor outfit because it's the closest thing to what I would wear now. And that I do yeah, wear It really suits Tan really well. Not that what he wears is not iconic and amazing, but it's really good. It does suit him, to be fair. Yeah, Tennant is all for a bit of tailoring. Casual, casual, smart casual. And then, yeah, and then he collapses. I love I love the the suitably doctory, you know, shushing them and saying that he's got something to say. Yeah. It's just to wish him, it's just to wish him a happy Christmas. It's great. I don't like... I don't, I don't want to. I don't want to complain because I like this episode. Basically flawless, but I don't like Jackie saying Doctor Who. I mean, I think it's cheese, good cheese. Yeah, like it's. But camp, it depends, but doesn't it? It's camp, but I do always sort of hear it and just kind of go like, ah, could do without you, it. You didn't need it. You didn't need to. Well, do you know what I have an issue with? Mm. What was Rose doing in the TARDIS for like a minute? Yeah, why, yeah. Why does she then just not? Yeah, she waits. She waits for the doctor to do his collapse. Yeah, directly rehearsed it. <laughs> no, do you know what it is? Obviously, they got her to come out later so she could do the whole. Oh, that's him. He's that's the doctor. Da, 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 da. 
witch doctor doctor who uh. no but like it's just silly like she would have obviously come out of the tardis with him at the same time in a normal scenario so they must have say they must have rehearsed it like one of our bits she must have been like right oh wait 30 seconds for him to do that okay collapse right there we are come out now yeah something i noticed in this episode that i loved is you really can see rose is taking charge properly for the first time she's taking authority she's showing initiative and she's like you know just from the beginning of the episode straight away they get him in bed and she's like checking on his heart and she's like okay they're both working whatever and then jackie's you know like, oh we should take him to a hospital or something and she's like no jackie, jackie asks if there's anything else that he's got two of she does because because she's permahorny in this episode oh she should be um <laughs> But, um, but you know, she's like, one drop of his blood could change the human race. Like, no, we need to just, you know. She 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 just takes on that throughout the whole episode. She really just powers through. And she knows when yeah, something definitely. is wrong. Like, you know, when they're in the market, like her and Mickey are walking, doing some last-minute Christmas shopping. Like, she doesn't she doesn't necessarily... she She's not, like, being like, oh, yeah, these are pilot fish, and these are what pilot fish do. But she knows that those people are there to get the doctor and that they're presumably part of something bigger. She figures all of it out with just out having the words to put on it specifically. Exactly. She, it's amazing how she already just instantly, she feels like Series 2 rose from the start. Like, Oh, yeah. This is really good at bridging her into taking a more active role in Series 2. Um, we're, we're starting with a new rose who... We, it's the rose we know and love, but she has initiative. She She's taking charge. She is doing the damn thing. And some really big revelations about her and the Doctor's relationship are made in this episode as well. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Which is why you should never watch Doctor Who by skipping the Christmas specials. Why would you ever do that? Plot happens in Christmas specials, people. They actually, it actually does. Yeah. But people do. People skip. And people but people skip. Because you're focused don't they, right? So. I roll. I roll. I'm eye-rolling so hard that my actual skull... Is on fire. Why would you ever skip nine? Like the memes from back in the day, did they not teach you anything? <laughs> Never skip nine. Don't skip nine. Hey, how about not skipping nine? Just don't skip nine. Right? Don't ever skip nine. Dickhead. Anyway, um, but we, 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 we assume that everyone who listens to our podcast would never skip nine because you're all iconic. Yeah, it also means you've had to have skipped a whole series of our podcasts. So. Which you shouldn't do. No, don't. Don't do that. Um, I have a question for you. Yes. So, the pilot fish. Mm-hmm. We see them twice throughout New mm-hmm. Who, anyway. They're not in the classic series, are they? No. no. I really much prefer the design of them in this episode than the Runaway Bride, because the mask in the Runaway Bride is not bad, but like I love the kind of, like, old almost like clockworky not clockworky i don't know like old fairground yeah. kind of face mask santa situation i don't know i really really like the design of them in this episode more yeah because because uh, in 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 that they are then obviously they're not pilot fish for the same thing i think they're just they're like a red herring to get the doctor to think that you've seen them before yeah um but yeah no their design's definitely better here they feel more iconic to the christmas invasion for me except i do like santa's a robot no, I, 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 
It's great. You don't get that. You don't get that in this episode, unfortunately. Unfortunately. Many more other bangers. But yeah, their their design in this one is a lot more it's creepy. Yeah. It's creepy. Absolutely. Um, Sort of weird painted China doll faces as they just march menacingly towards you, not stopping the brass band, but also looking like they wanna kill you. Yeah. I just think it's really great. Yeah. Only Ross C. Davis can make you scared of Father Christmas. Fun fact, I was scared of Father Christmas when I was a kid. I don't blame you. He's a weirdo. He's an Breaks old man. Homes. Yeah, he's an old man yeah. who asks for kids to sit on his lap. What What the hell is wrong yeah. with you? If you Breaks think that's okay. House. Gives you every woman desire whilst eating food that you left out. No, literally, I remember I went to a shopping centre with my parents as a kid. And mm. I saw Santa Claus from far away and I started screaming and bursting into tears. My parents had to take me away because I was like... Scared. These were kids. like kids. Kids' ability to not be able to tell reality from fiction. When I first, I first went to like a, went to like a tiny little convention once when I was like four, and I loved Star Wars. So we went to we went to meet like Star Wars people and get things signed and That's done. Cool. Uh, and we met someone dressed as a stormtrooper, and I burst into tears because at the time, Star Wars they, they were the they were the stormtroopers. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they were awful because they were the ones who killed all the good people. Yeah, yeah, I didn't want to meet a stormtrooper. No, I was a little rebel. But see, that's. More acceptable, I feel like mine is just a bit sad. This is a rebellion, isn't it? I rebel. <laughs> we're not going. We're not talking about Star Wars here. We don't have the time or the space. No, just glad that wasn't in the actual movie. Um, but yes, I agree. Also, I know what we'll all agree with. That it's great to see Harriet Jones, Prime Minister. Yeah. Back in action. They see her on TV. She takes a very active role in this episode. Yeah. Bloody lover. She's great. She's so much fun to have back. Good enough to see it. Um, landslide. Landslide majority. There's so much to happen with Harriet, but there's just that bit where you see her on TV and it's just, it, it warms my heart every time just to go, Harriet Jones is in this episode. Yeah, and Rose looking all happy and seeing her on telly. Um, one thing that I think no one talks about is when Ten is lying in bed being a lazy bitch. Um <laughs> Uh, and his the what's it called the regeneration oh, the energy thing yeah is it up it's not no Artron energy is from the vortex isn't it yeah I think it's just normal sort of like because because it's it's um because they use it a few times don't they like um yeah he he'll use his regeneration energy to yeah. heal people and stuff regeneration energy he lets it out while he's in bed it looks like a tiny little sperm and it always makes me giggle <laughs> it's a little golden. Sperm, just going into space. Yeah. <laughs> this will only fit into this category of irrelevant and non-actual important information. Jackie's fish in her kitchen always look really sad. <laughs> <laughs> like, that water is murky, babe. <laughs> does, does it never not like, bother you seeing it? Because I'm like, oh, God, clean the fish, for God's sake. Yeah, it's a great little touch, though. It's a great touch, but it always distracts me. I'm like, oh, that, that water is murky. I feel like most people at some point like weirdly just got a fish tank and then just couldn't be bothered to maintain it. And then their fish would die in like a week. Yeah. Poor thing. Horrible, horrible, really. Really horrible. Wouldn't you ask like a dog, would you? No. Psychos. Absolutely. Jackie, do better. So after they get attacked by the brass band, you got flame-throwing trombones and, I know, rocket-firing trumpets. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> you only see the, the flame-throwing trombone. But... um. I love that when they run back to the flat 
Oh, no, no, no. Rose is trying to phone Jackie as they're getting the taxi back. Yeah. And um, which is part of the reason I love Jackie is because not only is she, she's very happy to see Rose again, she's happy that she's alive because she just assumed that she might have died. Yeah. She doesn't know, she hasn't seen her for ages, but she's still complaining about her on the phone. I love it. I love it. <laughs> what was she saying? She's like, yeah, oh, of course she come, she's come back, didn't give me any warning. She's like, if you in. want, what was it? If you want... It's, yeah, if, if you want meat paste for your Christmas dinner, be my guess. Well, she's like, so be it. Yeah. Like, nothing, I've got nothing in for it, nothing's ready. It's Christmas Eve, she comes swanning back. It's also, to be fair... So it's very true. It's a very inconsiderate time to it's suddenly actually, drop you know back what? into someone's life. Rose is really inconsiderate in this episode. I'm not here for it. I'm really yeah. not. Like, the woman is bringing out food, yeah, because she thinks you're going to be hiding away in the TARDIS for time, and she's bringing you food, yeah. and you're saying no? Yeah, she's like, yeah, like, we could be in the TARDIS now for, like, a, y- a year. She, you know, she's bringing you rations. Yeah, because God you knows. No, but genuinely, let's talk about this. Imagine suddenly there's, like, attacks happening, right? You can't go back out yeah. of the TARDIS to go and get stuff. You have to stay in there. Yeah. No, no, I always... Jackie's totally right in that scene. And Rose is being unreasonable. You don't want to be sharing a pack of tuck biscuits for, like, a week. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know why that... Ritz? I don't know. Quavers? Pringles? Do you know what I mean? Not hashtag not spawn. <laughs> uh, oh, to be fair, it is Christmas. It's probably, like... It's probably... Twiglets and cheesy footballs and <laughs> yeah 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 celebrations you know, like Chris, Christmas tree shaped mini cheddars. This episode is sponsored by Tesco, Sainsbury's, Morrison's, and all of the su- supermarkets. Uh, no, it's not, I it's not. do I do love the weird cardboard cylinders of crisps you can get at Christmas. I love it. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then of course, one of the all-time iconic. Uh huh. Camp camp scenes ever in the history of media. Yeah, is the Tell Christmas me. tree attack. Yeah, the Christmas tree attack. Uh huh. Uh huh. It's so good. I love the build up to it. Like Jackie thinking that Rose gifted it to her, which is also kind of sad as well. Yeah. Oh, I mean, Rose. of course they are out. They are out shopping for her Christmas present on Christmas Eve, which is very considerate because she's only just come back. But yeah, Jackie thinks it's for her. Rose is like, "Why would I give you a Christmas tree?" Um, it's good as well because they also weirdly they do even though they don't show it until you can see that it's very clearly CGI yeah you can see that it is a new tree though because of earlier when she's she's got one of those horrible white trees yeah 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 ugh if you have a white tree stop that and then the music starts yep and it just starts spinning it's insane I mean, it's I have amazing. to say, I mean, you already said, you already covered it, but like the intro to it, like the build up to it, like they walk in because you're so focused on them and you're like, oh my God, oh my God. And then suddenly Rose just stops and looks and you're like, oh, like you see, I actually get shivers every time. I'm like, oh, I, I actually forgot in this, the, watching it today because I watched it right before we recorded. Um, I forgot about the Christmas tree again. And when she stopped and looked, I was like, oh, oh my God, I forgot. Oh my God. And it's great. And then that like sound effect, that kind of in the sound design, that kind of like, Ding, and it's like really scary and eerie. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, and then turns into a complete camp nightmare. I'm gonna be killed the... by a Christmas tree. My favorite line. That's the thing. It's got so... Jackie's got so many iconic lines in that scene because she has. I gotta get killed by a Christmas tree. There's also there's also much more of her going Mickey. Mickey. She keeps going run Mickey. But okay, let's talk about it. I get where Rose is coming from because she's like, I don't want to leave the Doctor here on his own. Yeah, however, get sliced up by a Christmas tree. However, 
Okay, I feel like this episode is just going to be me talking about all of Rose's poor life decisions. Um, Like, Jackie's like, let's actually leave the house. Because, you know, they can run faster than that Christmas tree. They can go down the stairs faster than it can get them. Yeah. You know what I mean? But then Rose is like, no, let's all pile into a room where it can kill us in two seconds. What if the doctor would just like, nah, I'm not going to wake up. I'm just going to let you die. I also I forgot in the pre in the prelude that's how like when Rose and Mickey comes in, Rose is like, you know, oh yeah, we need to move and then she asks where cousin whatever's living. She's like, I don't know, Peak District and she's just like, Right, okay, good, we'll go there then. And yeah. then Jackie just uh, then Jackie's just like, Ah, oh, no, it's Christmas Eve. The way she says that is amazing. Yeah, but it's true. Again, and Jackie no, no, it is, is right. Uh, yeah. She's totally right. But the way Camille Kaduri delivers that line where she's well, no, just it's like, Christmas Eve, we're not going anywhere. Sorry. Yeah, you feel her really wanting to be like, No, nah, sod you. No, we're stupid. But then yeah, obviously she Rose is like, help me, in his ear, and then he suddenly gets up. That whole bit is like, what are you doing? It's it's very romantic, though. He can, he, that you can have, you can have your mandated regeneration, nap, recuperation, interrupted. Your hot girl nap, your hot girl nap being interrupted. Yeah, being interrupted by her whispering in your ear, help me. She's like, yeah, of course, why wouldn't I? Why wouldn't I? Spring into action immediately. I mean... I feel like from this point onward until the end of series four, we will just be gushing about this ship and how much we love it. It's great. Mostly. 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 Yeah. Mostly. Yeah. Um, Yeah, he sits up in bed, screwdrivers the tree to death. Yep. Yep. Uh, Something I want to... But who's controlling it? <laughs> and there's something I want to talk about is how I think that even though they do give him a long coat, they should have given Tennant a dressing gown. He su- how, he suits it so well. That dramatic scene where they're walking across the balcony, he's like doing the robe up. He's like he takes yeah. command of that dressing gown. It's amazing. Do you know what it's giving? What do you think it's giving? I don't. I don't know. There's a wry smile on your face. I don't trust whatever it is you have to say. Um, it's giving cunt. <laughs> This is the most he's ever been. I'm sorry, I know that's such a rude word, but, like, it's giving I mean, in this scene, especially. <laughs> like, I would say, to be really honest, sorry, there's not that many people who give that much in Doctor Who. Except Ross T. Davis. Yeah. Except Clara Oswald. Mm. And except Riversong. They're mainly the people who give yeah. I'm sorry. But yeah. Tennant, in this episode... It's giving I want to stop saying that word. I know it's really offensive to some people, but I love it. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. I'll, I always mark these as explicit anyway, but I guess I'll just put a massive disclaimer in the description for everybody. Do you know what? I'll let, I might say it once and then actually just bleep the rest of it with like a little like exterminate sound. <laughs> it's funny though. It's funny though. It is funny. But yeah, no, he is. He, he's great. He's... Yeah. Tied it up and walking around and and then obviously he has a little momo, he has a, a what do they call it? Hold on, no I can't remember the word. There's someone on TikTok called like a, oh a, a mental breakdown. They called it something like a oh a nervous breakdown. That's it. He starts having a nervy b <laughs> as they call it a nervy b, uh, and Jackie's listing off how to help him because you know she's just trying to be nice and again. Someone tells her to shut up. I'm sorry. I'm going to need the slander of Jackie to stop. I'm going to need it to cease and desist. I do. I do love that scene. That's so good, though. It's She's great. She's got everything. Paracetamol, liquid paraffin. 
Vitamin E, vitamin D, vitamin C. Soup and a nice sandwich. Nice soup, soup. I just like how desperately she goes, oh, soup and a nice little ham sandwich. Yeah. Okay, question. Out of all of those things that she listed, what would you actually have taken? Because for me, it would be the soup and the nice sandwich. I mean, you can't go wrong, can you? Oh, liquid paraffin. Oh, is that what you'd have gone for? Probably. I love I love a hot tomato soup with a cheesy sandwich. Or, really, really niche probably, but a sweet potato and coconut moment is also good. Mm. Actually, I don't particularly like soup. Um, <gasps> what? I know. I just never really got it. For me, it can't be chunky. Gen- it has to be smooth. Mm. Genuinely, I think actually it'd probably be probably be vitamin C because for me I then just associate that with like oranges. And when you're feeling sick, I love like a glass of orange juice, loads of vitamin C. Satsuma. Satsuma. <laughs> Genuinely, though, I think I'd go. I'd go for the vitamin C or say look at paraffin. Also, <laughs> <laughs> speaking of the costume and the dressing gown, I mean, that guy's been staying over. <laughs> I that's that's the thing. I love the. The how fresh that apple in that pocket is means Frick. that Howard Howard has been there you love quite Howard. recently. If, or do if we? that apple, I mean, sleeping with Jackie. So fair enough. I mean, if you ask me, I shipped Elton and Jackie, but I still do ship Elton and Jackie. I do, but you know, she needs a bit of a little bit you know, of she, she... Howie. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. She, and not even not even trying to be crass is for just nice. It's nice for her to have the company. It's yeah, you know, it's it's nice to think of her as having a partner. But say that is a that is a, a fresh apple. And that's not it's not mouldy. No. So that means Howard's been there at least within I don't know probably a week. Yeah. To have stored a fresh apple in that dressing gown. Probably the night before. Yeah. Well, Christmas, you know. Christmas treat. Yeah. Why not? Stocking filler. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. He's apples in his dressing gown. He gets hungry. Yeah. So moving on from mouldy, or not mouldy apples, mouldy fruit, <laughs> fresh fruit, we have it all. Except we don't. God, wasn't, wasn't that what Shakespeare said in Hamlet? Yeah, something like that. Something yeah. along those lines. Um, mouldy or not mouldy apples. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I also really like how Jackie looks after the Doctor in this episode. I think it's really sweet. Yeah. Because while, while Rose and Mickey are pissing around looking at animations of pilot fish, she's like dabbing his forehead with a wet tea towel. And and she sleeps next to him as well. She falls asleep next to him. Yeah, bringing him cups of tea and... Yeah. Which, you know, he's not going to drink it, is he? He's asleep. But she's bringing him cups of tea, which is crucial. So she knows what's up. She knows what's up. But But it's like... Uh, again, now that you say it, uh, it moves beautifully into my another point that I wanted to make about how, yet again, Mickey Smith has gained access to really important government websites. He's he's hacked the military. That's what he says. It's just stupid. I just don't understand. And for some reason on their website, yeah, they also have a perfect animated gif of Pilotfish, then a shark dramatically swimming at the screen. Yeah. It's great. Didn't enjoy that. I don't like sharks. So, no, so fun. stupid. Not fun. No, not, not a fan. You know this. You know I don't like them. No, yeah, of course. I remember how much of a breakthrough being able to watch The Suicide Squad was for you. Yeah. Yeah. That was that was a moment for me. By the way, guys, 
just to put it in now before I forget, I actually uh, recently adopted a cat. Her name's Darcy. She's very sweet. She sometimes me. I've, I've closed her out of my room. So if you hear meows in the background, ignore them. That's just her trying to be annoying. Harriet. Let's go back to Harriet <laughs> for two seconds. I, I think she was great in this episode, as she always is. I think one thing we need to discuss is not the thing, the big thing. We'll get to that later. Um, because I think that's gonna be a whole discussion in in itself. Definitely. God, there she goes, Darcy. Shut up. Um, I really think you know when she introduces herself, her classic Harriet Jones, <laughs> um, Prime Minister. Minister. Yes, I know who you are. She's just being polite. I. She is so polite. Like um, like uh, Llewellyn, the inexplicably Welsh scientist. Yeah. Um. So as if this film was in Cardiff. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, when he when he first gets them, she's Harriet Jones, Prime Minister. She's like, yes, I know who you are. And then she's like, I don't suppose anybody's offered to make you a cup of tea. And she's like, no. And she just goes and makes makes the tea for him. Yeah. And she's such a humble lady. She is. And do you know what it is? It's like, so for example, people in the Taylor Swift fandom, which I'm a part <laughs> of also, um, yeah. take the piss out of Taylor because she always introduces herself as hi I'm Taylor and people go oh we know mm. who you are and it's like well no she doesn't want to assume it's it's rude yeah. to assume yeah so that's what yeah, Harry's doing rude to assume. Yeah. so leave her alone also uh, I do I do have something pertinent to that but I will just say Russell T Davis invented the idea of unit using the Tower of London so yeah he did just gotta gotta get that out just there just gotta throw that in there just gotta throw that in there I mean, uh, and we also, yeah, sorry. No, go on, no, go on. And so, just also, we transitioned to that scene with some news broadcasts, and I've missed the news broadcasts. The news broadcaster, the American news lady, love her to death. Yeah, she's been like, we found aliens. Oh, that's great. She's great. Yeah, all I want of her those back. broadcasts are great. Fun. Back for the 60th, back for the 60th. Please come back. Yeah. She's great. But you know, Harriet. I have to say, I think Harriet's little team around her are—they are really great. Like, okay, fine, fine, fine. You're pushing me into it. Yes, okay. I fancy her right-hand man, Alex. Okay, God, you got me. <laughs> Interminably horny on Maine. Always horny on Maine. <laughs> <laughs> Again, just to preface, I don't actually trust any politician, anyone in government. I don't trust any of you bitches. You're all snakes. However, oh, well, you learned how to say preface. Sorry. I learned how to say preface. <laughs> Fun times. That's what she's done. That's what she's done in the break. She's following and learned how to say. Um, but yeah, yeah, I think they all offer solutions. They they literally all have the best suggestions. They're so they come together. They work together really well. They actually take responsibility for the mistakes they've made, which we don't see ever. And ever. they're very. They're all very. Like witty, yeah. I like when when they first when they first see the sticker acts and you get um get whatever is it Llewellyn? I can't remember. It's like you know what are, what are they? Are they Martians? And then you get that unit going. She goes, no, of course not. Martians look completely different. Ha. Um, yeah. Which by the way, little cute little nod for all you ice warrior girlies out there. Yeah. Um, although so if you are an ice warrior girly, we're not friends. But um, <laughs> sorry, just the boring, boring. Don't do anything. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I just that's like fun. They're all they're all sort of having fun, hanging out. I would watch this spit off. I would watch the the, the three like, of I, them 
three of them? No, the four of them. I would watch the four yeah. of them interact all the time if I could. Well, I'd love I love Sarah Jane Adventures. I love to watch it, but I would love to watch Aliens Aliens Invader, Harry Jones the Prime Minister, you got a little right hand man, Alex, you have the unit guy, and you have the blonde lady whose name I've forgotten, and they just sit in a briefing room and talk about how they're gonna sort out the alien menace. Then the twist is at the end the doctor always solves it. Yep. They just sit bitching. Brilliant. I just think they're so good, like literally, like I said, you know, they actually are good at their jobs. Yeah. Yeah, I really I really like their dynamic. I think it's really, really good. Yeah. Um. Obviously, when the whole putting my hand out ominously right now, you can't see me. But when they, you know, the Sycorax use blood control, cheap voodoo, to get everyone to kind of walk walk up to the roof. I mean, that's quite. It's quite intense. Quite scary. Um. Fun fact: There's a little cameo from the guy who plays Arthur in Peaky Blinders. That's that always makes me laugh. Which I've never seen Peaky Blinders, but again, the person I was watching it with last night when that scene started, they saw him and they went, Oh, is he Peaky Blinders? I was like, Oh, yeah. There we are. There so we are funny. Then. Seeing him without um, a moustache, that was funny. Um, but there's, there's, but there's so much. Good stuff. So I like, I like, like, so Mickey, Mickey hacks the army, which means that him and Rose can also watch the broadcast of the Sycorax first, yes. like screaming at the camera. Yeah. Uh, and for some reason, the Sycorax in like a little Bohemian Rhapsody yeah, they are. tribute thing. Which is like great. that little stance, that little like formation. And then you get uh, when when Sweet Little Alex is off doing the uh, translation software, and he's reading what they've said. You get that amazing thing where he goes, uh, and they say, uh, uh, and they they say rock, as in the modern sense, they rock. <laughs> he's very he's very literal. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. He's very funny. I love I love that though. He just sort of shrugs his shoulders like I guess in the modern sense they rock. And I love the idea that the sicker acts just like We rock. We, we rock. Yeah, we rock. We're, we're really cool. Maybe you, that's why they're shaped like Bohemian Rhapsody. Do you like? Do you like the Sycoraks? What's your thoughts on them as a creature? Okay, right. So this is this is a note because it's time to talk about Sycoraks. Okay, it's time to talk about Sycoraks. It's time to share with you a hot take that I've teased you for uh-huh. for about two months now since yeah. you finished recording remotely, and one that is hopefully surprising. 
Sycorax, the best villain in New Who, and they're Rusty Davis's best villain. Do you think so? That I am offended and upset all the time that they never come back. They are so good. They're so well designed. They're so creepy, but they're also kind of cheap and they don't really mean anything. They they need they need to make a comeback. And well, I'm they can't make because they've been shot by Harriet. Do you know what I mean? Well, t- t- Torchwood because of Harriet. Babe, in, in at the start of Patrick Troughton series, the Daleks' final end was broadcast on TV, where the entire oh, Dalek yeah, yeah. production line on Scarrow got blown up. It's they can find a way. Yeah. Rose commits genocide on the last Dalek fleet after the Time War. Like you know, yeah, the Sycorax could come back. I know the Doctor banishes them from coming back to the planet, but again, like that's just that ship, right? If you could just have another race of Sycorax. Hold on a minute. They're so good. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold your horses, babe. I am holding my horses. In the Pandorica opens. Is there a... There's a Sycorax there, because obviously all of the yeah. Doctor's enemies gather. I think there's a Sycorax mm. there, isn't there? And there are there are some there's some big Finnish Sycoraxes. Yep. I've listened to... There's a there's a, a seventh Doctor one called Blood Harvest. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I need someone to figure out something more interesting to do the Sycorax than just, oh, they use blood control. And then... That's it. Like they should, they could be a really intimidating villain. But the design of them is great. The way their ship is thought out, it's weird. It's like organic. It's like rocks. The look of them, both with and without the mask, is just amazing. I really, really love the Sycorax. I agree with you. I think that I don't think they're the best creature for me personally. I don't think they're the best villain. Respectfully, they're Russell's best villain. I'm sorry, uh, but I. Love their design, but especially I made a specific note about this. Their ship, the design of their ship, I think is hmm. probably the best designed ship next to the Madame de Pompadour ship. The only thing I don't, and not even I don't like about their design. The only thing that I always go, that's kind of funny about their design, is the 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 helmet that they that they wear mm-hmm. that all of the other ones wear because they don't have the budget to do prosthetics. Yeah, of course, of course. The helmets that all of them wear, they look a little bit like Kyozas. Gyozas? Is it gyoza? Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, you're right. They do a little bit. You know? Like walnut. Yeah. No, they do you know those... what? They're a mix between a walnut shell and a gyoza. Yeah. It's because they've got like that little sort of, they've got like the ridging on top, mm-hmm. but it's that sort of gyoza colour of ha! beige kind of, you know. Brilliant. So I did all think, oh, look at you, gyoza heads. But... That's funny. But, but I, I really like the cigarettes. I love the teeth as well when the leader of them takes his helmet off and the teeth are very, very scary and weird, like split down the middle. Ugh, disgusting. Although I did think when, when the leader takes his helmet off and Dr. Llewellyn's like, oh, maybe they'll look like us. Then he takes his helmet off and he goes, or not. I did or think, not. well, to be fair, I do think, but to be fair though, mate, he's got two eyes, a nose, teeth, lips, a tongue. Like, for an alien creature, he looks remarkably humanoid. Yeah. I'm sorry. Don't but be you're fussy. wrong, Dr. Llewellyn. Yeah, like... Fuck off. Come on. Like, Fuck off, just, mate. Come on. Yeah. But they're, they're everything. Like, when he takes that and he's just got, like... They look like human exoskeletons. Yeah. Like, muscle. And I love it so much. I, someone, someone needs to do Sycorax again. I'm sorry. I, I agree. No, I agree. I think we need another Sycorax story. I think it would be probably cool for Russell to do it again as well. Um, yeah. I, I think... Just love him. I actually find it really weird now because obviously this we the queen just died in recently. <laughs> yeah. Also, we're not laughing at the queen dying. It's just funny now no, watching no, it, the episode. It, 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 I mean, because that that is a great joke. It it, it like 
the because obviously everyone goes on the roof. If you're A positive, your blood type is A positive because obviously A positive was what they sent into space. Yeah. Um, you, if you have A positive blood, you would be under blood control. Under blood control, and uh, the whole of the royal family are A positive. And do you know what's really funny? I only just got that dig now. That well, yeah, yeah, the there. whole the, the whole royal family because. They're a little bit inbred. Um, a little bit, and that's why and, they were yeah, but a positive. But just the just I just, just wait. That's time as well. It's just like it's hardly the Queen's speech. So of course, that's been cancelled. Do we know how she is? Ah, she, oh, she's on the roof. Yes, <laughs> with the whole royal family. This is great. I don't know. Just like she looks off camera. It's just like, do we know how she is? And then someone's just like, she's on the roof. Yeah. Oh, okay. But it's funny though, now, isn't it? Like she's it's not you know I saw the picture of the Queen next to her and she was sitting at the desk and you're like, oh yeah, she died. That's so strange. It's weird. It's really strange. But um Well, if you'll allow me to lower the tone away from all this Yes, of course. Monarch chat. So the blood control is incredibly creepy. Yeah. People without expressions, just walking, walking to the edge of buildings, obviously very clearly to jump off roofs. It's a horrifying idea. Um it's creepy. Something that a genuine Hollywood director would steal uh in Hachavalan for start of the film The Happening, uh, mm-hmm. where people just throw themselves off buildings. But aren't we so glad that none of those people sleep naked? Because <laughs> they're, 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 all, they're all in their gym jams. They've all yeah. just come out of bed. But, you yeah. know, in, I'm just saying, if that happened IRL, out of the confines of a BBC show, that'd be a horrible amount of Nudist. Yeah. Or just like, it'd just be groggy-looking people in their boxes. Yeah. Um, like, just... Like, oh, God, the image. Pacing through the streets. It wouldn't be as... It, it it works. It's great. It's funny. But it wouldn't be all these people in their dressing gowns. It would be a bunch of half-naked and mostly fully naked people. Fully. Oh, God. Ready to throw themselves off their house. Horrible. Absolutely horrible. That's so funny. But, yeah, I, I'm aware I'm aware that it's because it's Christmas Day on BBC One, but it just really... <laughs> just that thought hit me. I was just like... Well, the, the, the probably it's because by then everyone's probably awake at 6am because their kids have been like, can I go down and open the presents yet? <laughs> Please. Uh, were you like that? I was. I would get up at like, I'd, I'd probably be awake at five and I'd wait in bed like this until seven. Because mum and dad would be like, go back until seven. Seriously, it's not happening. And now I'm the opposite. I'm like, oh, it's Christmas. Okay. Yeah, I'll get up at... Midday. Not midday, no, no. I get, I get up at, I fall, I at least get up at seven, eight. Not five. I do love Christmas, though. Yeah, me too. I just say, yeah, he just, he still struggles to get to sleep. I get excited for the food. Me too. Um, we get our first mention of Torchwood. Do get our first mention of Torchwood. Multiple times, actually. When, yeah, I only, I only recognize, I only heard it at the end. No, we had it throughout. Oh. So at the start, when she was like, "If we need the, if we need torture, it's now more than ever," because the doctor's uh, okay. not here. The doctor's not available. Yeah, I'd only notice it once, to be honest. But that's just me being stupid. Stupid. <laughs> I, I love as the spaceship enters the atmosphere, the sonic wave, shattering glass. Oh, that was cool. Especially because I know, I could imagine little Elton. Seeing that happen. Oh, yeah. Because uh, there's that scene that in Love Monsters where yeah. that happens. His window blows in then. Well, he's recording, he isn't to... he? He's recording at the time. Yeah, and he had to invent a pulley system just to get his boots on. Yeah. So he could walk on the glass. Yeah. Because yeah. he was in his pyjamas. Yeah. 
Um, oh, amazing. Um, and yeah, and, and I just it, and it's just it's so good. It's peak Russell T Davies. You got all these people, normal people in their pajamas, surrounded by like their possessed family, looking up into the sky as the spaceship. Yeah, I mean, it always makes me laugh over. when it's hovering. It looks like just they've got the EastEnders theme and then just stuck a ship <laughs> over it. Yeah, it's they very must funny. have right because that must be like a that must be like a blank asset that the BBC have. Yeah, without the title on it, exactly, like just gone. Yeah, we'll put a, we'll put see a the ship over, over it. Yeah. Go on. Yeah. Um, I do like frugal as always. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> as always, uh, I really find it funny how no, not funny. God no, not funny, not funny, Damla, not funny. I find it sad when because obviously for the first half of the episode, Rose is just genuinely really upset because she's it's like yeah. well it's like I mean imagine all of a sudden we've logged on to a pod. And you start basically at the beginning of the episode, you don't look like you, and suddenly you're kind of like, not that the doctor changed a lot, but like, you kind of were like, do you know what? This podcast, mm, I, f- I feel like I don't have much time for it anymore. I kind of don't want to do it. Like, you know, big change. Yeah. It's a shock to the system, isn't it? Um, yeah. Which, speaking of which, Daniel, um, mm. yeah, I don't really want to do this anymore. No. No. Good. We had a good too, run. Takes up too much of my time. But uh, yeah, it's fine. I will <laughs> lay down in my gym jams until you say, "Help me!" Yeah, help yeah. me, Elliot. Satsuma. Satsuma. But yeah, you know the the man <laughs> that she loves has changed his face. She doesn't even know if it's the same man, so she's and just we do upset. Get proper confirmation that she loves him. Even Mickey. Yeah. Just says to her, "You really love oh, him, don't you? You? Yeah. you really love him." And he, I think, that's why Series 2 Mickey's much better, because he's not sort of fighting for her anymore. Well, he kind of, well, when they're in the market and she's talking about it, and he's like, can we just have Christmas, you and me, whatever. And it's like, Mickey, why are you still fighting for this relationship? She's, you're not I, together anymore. I do quite like that scene. It's because it's got that kind of Bad Wolf, uh, Bad Wolf, Boomtown vibe, but yeah, less intense and a bit less annoying. Yeah, it's great. But yeah, and then they're... I mean, the fact they all run to the TARDIS, to be really honest with you, I would have run to the TARDIS from day dot. The minute I saw that yeah. show, I'd be like, we're going in the TARDIS. Getting in the TARDIS. But not even that. The minute I saw the Sycorax on telly, I'd be like, I'm in the TARDIS, babe. I love ya, but I ain't staying here. I'm off. Yeah, it's the most sensible thing to do. Look, yourself in TARDIS, bunch of food, cup of tea. Lovely. But the thing is, I'm that person that's like, you know when you have that conversation with your friend that's like, I'm going to zombie apocalypse, would you die first? What would happen? What would you, what's your tactic? Mine is always hide, hide, hide. So that's my cat agreeing with me. <laughs> but yeah, I would hide. I'd probably die first, but I'd still hide first. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. It's a, it's a solid strategy. Yeah. As long as you've got enough food, water, I guess. Jackie, Tyler, you're good. I do really like, though, that... When she's when they're all standing there and Jackie opens the little flask and she goes, she goes, oh, nice, nice cup of tea. And then Rose gives that really styled oh, solution to everything. It is the solution to everything, though. To be fair, that like if you're panicking though, and then someone's just like, oh, have a cup of tea. I would also probably be as annoyed as Rose, but then I like that Jackie's like, don't be snide. To be fair though, when I've been in a situation where I'm upset and someone's made me a cup of tea, I do. It does actually relieve a little bit of. It does take the edge off. It does. Yeah. It's hot, it's yeah. warming, it's comforting. Again, Jackie's just right, as always. And then obviously, yeah, they get taken to the Sycorax ship. 
beamed up beamed as up. Jackie's as Jackie's walking to the doors of bags of food. Why is she always left behind? It really gets on my nerves. I mean, they must be playing the long game. Um, <laughs> uh, but they, they must be to get her on the adventure in uh, Doomsday. Yeah. Um, well, it's our move, Ghosts first, isn't it? But yeah. If we end up on Mars, I'm going to kill you. Um, <laughs> yeah, like it, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's always uh, like a, it's always like a, a two-season arc of yeah. not ever getting Jackie quite in the TARDIS for an adventure until right at the. Okay, fair enough. That's quite funny. That does pay off, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. My my mum's on board. Uh, she's sat on the thing. She's got her little legs swinging off the edge of the. To be fair, can I tell you why I forgot about I that? Because I I've only seen you, Doomsday yeah. about three times in my whole life no, I, because I, it's I that traumatic. I know you have a lock on. Yeah. Because I also quoted Army of Ghosts in Torchwood. And yeah, you also had no idea, and that's why I learned about your mental block on these things. I understand. I genuinely have a mental block on the following episodes on, um, on Doomsday, Army of Ghosts, and Doomsday. Uh, End of Time Part Two, but I can watch End End of Time Part Two now. I'm okay now. It's mainly because it's just David and David and Billy are so good in Doomsday. It just breaks my heart. Yeah, they're the ones that I have a mental block on mainly um, oh and uh, angels take manhattan can't watch it it's good i like it yeah i can't watch it because amy rory can't do it no 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 won't do it won't do it can't do it never gonna do it this can't is this, this is this is your formal announcement that we're not covering these following episodes on no the we are but just know <laughs> i will not be okay yeah it's fine we did father's day we got through that all right that's true that's true uh, anyway, I love, love that when they arrive on the Sycorax ship and Rose steps out, that Harriet just hugs her. Oh, just, my, my precious she, thing. She, yeah, I love the way she says that. Uh, it's so, it's so wholesome. It's really sweet. Do you think if Rose just like was like, I ain't going to travel with you anymore, she just worked for the government because Harriet would hire her? I think she would. Oh, yeah, Harriet would be like, yeah, come on, come on board. Oh, Lord, you can be my right hand woman. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, there's something so so sweet about the way she says that. Just she takes her and she's like, "Oh, my precious thing." Well, she's like, it's like her almost like her aunt figure or her mother figure, like second mother figure or something. Well, yeah, and again, always forgetting that Rose is nineteen. Mm-hmm. You know, child. Very young. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's really sweet, and then obviously, she addresses the Sycorax. Rose, Rose is the original What Would the Doctor Do? Yeah. Scene. Mm-hmm. Where she just names any alien things you can remember. Mm-hmm. The, the, the Gelf Confederacy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh the Daleks. Why not? And the Daleks. She tries. She, she tries. She has she the tries. bronze, but not in negotiation. Yeah. She has the bronze, but not in negotiation at all. It's funny though. I do. Like, I do like the way she goes. Oh, and the Daleks. The Daleks. She's just anything off the top of her head. Yeah, it kind of feels like it's foreshadowing that conversation in school reunion. The Loch Ness mm. monster. <laughs> and uh, isn't there another? Uh, there is like another. There is another. Oh no, no. It's um. She does. She does this. She does this before, and I can't think where is it while they're playing. It's like when they're playing Weakest Link and she's just naming things. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh the face of Bo, the face of Bo. Which yeah. says that. There's lots of opportunities for Rose to just be like, things I remember. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's great. Um, and then I love. Okay, do 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 we not love the very subtle switch to the leader of the Sycorax suddenly speaking English? I love it. Like literally, it's so subtle. Yeah, you almost don't, you don't hear it. I just say I don't even notice it until you kind of stop and they're like, "Is he speaking English?" Yeah. Yeah, and then I like the is the Sycorax is like I would never. I'd never dirty dirty my mouth with your primitive tongue. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice. It's because the doctor's awake. Yeah, and then that lovely turnaround shot with the awful yeah. green screen behind him. I've just only realised that today, actually. How awful doors, it is. Doors open, he's standing there, full, full dressing gown. Did you miss me? Did you miss me? It's great. It's so great. And then he just goes up to him and goes, you, stay there. I'm busy. And they just, uh, I love the other go, it's Mickey, hello, and Harriet Jones. Oh, this is like, this is your life. It's so good. But then obviously, oh, hang on, hang on. Let's not move past this. When he takes the whip in his hand and kind of just disarms it and then cracks the, the, the staff. Oh. Just like cracks it over his knee. Just can't get the staff. It's giving. But no, he, he, he whips the whip and he takes the whip and he goes, yeah, someone's eye out with that. Yeah. That breaks the staff. She just can't get the staff. Now you, busy. I'm just, oh, I miss when Doctors had these kind of iconic intros. Like, I feel like 11 and 10 both had their shining moments like that. Yeah. And then since then, there's not really been that, unfortunately for me. Like, no, you know, in the I 11th don't. hour, you get when he's on the roof and he's talking to Prisoner Zero. I think that's I great. Do, I don't, I don't like that scene, though, personally, but... It's a taste thing. And we will discuss it when we get to the end of the hour. Oh, yeah, we will, because that's the wrong opinion. <laughs> also, we, like, again, something I don't want to skip over, because now it's just like, and I like this thing, I like this thing, and I like this thing. Mm-hmm. But I really love the context it adds to Aliens of London and World War Three mm. when when she's like, well, you're not, you know, Harriet Jones, like, you're not the doctor, you're not the man I met. And he's just like, oh, Harriet yeah. Jones... Well, you know, like, uh, like the 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 only thing, the one thing that scared you was your mother being alone. Yeah, I was like, wow, that is. And she's like, oh my god, what? Fuck, oh. yeah. I mean, that's really that's, it. Adds so much beautiful context to those those episodes. Shivers, mate. Shivers, 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 shivers. But then we get, my friend, my co-host, your favorite line out of New Who, probably ever. I can't not hear that line now without thinking about you going like smiling and grinning. I, uh, I mean, there's there's a there's a there's a lot in here, and I'm gonna save them for like my top ten lines. But you know, I love great big threatening button button yeah. that nobody's ever ever push. Yeah, under any circumstances. I see a great big threatening button. It's great. great. I love it. I just love everything about that scene. It's so good. And again, I'm I I don't wanna. Do all the lines because I I want to talk about all the lines at the end. But there's so many good lines. There's so he's many doing good so lines. well. He's swaggering around, doing one-liners. It's I great. mean, I question though. Obviously, when the you know like that that whole first five minute when he comes in, his like ten out of ten uh, introduction, um, his reveal, and he asks Rose like, "Be honestly though, how do I look?" Because he actually. <laughs> I mean, it's obviously he wants to know how he looks, but also he he probably does care what Rose thinks as well. Yeah. And it's like, um, am I ginger? ginger. Will the doctor 
dogs ever be ginger? Do you think? I know because they make reference to it so much. Yeah. Because he he goes, "Am I ginger?" And she goes, "No, you're you're sort of, sort of brown. brown." Yeah. He's like, no, "I want to be ginger. I've never been ginger." And then when he regenerates into Matt Smith, he pulls the hair in front of his eyes and he goes, "Still, still not, not ginger. ginger." Yeah. So one day they must. Shuzi Gatwa might be ginger. Who knows? They might dye it's his very hair. Because he does he does change his hair colour a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love him with bleach blonde hair. Can I just put it's, that out there? I think it's good, isn't it? hot. It's great. And I want it, I want him to keep the moustache as well. Yeah, the moustache is iconic. Yeah. It's great. But yeah, no, I, I just uh, yeah, I just wonder if the doctor will ever be ginger, to be honest. But then so all of this, all these one liners, we've got banter back and forth, great quotes, quips that we want to save till the end. But it all culminates swashbuckling baby. It's a good old sword fight. Yeah. Well, I do. I, I, do you know what's really funny, actually? So I haven't seen The Confidential before this episode. I didn't watch my Blu ray, I watched it on BBC iPlayer. Um, but actually, because obviously the, that scene when they're fighting on the, the wing of the Sycorax spaceship, yeah. I was like, I love that they have to film it from above the knees. And then I actually wrote down, like, as like a little joke, I was like, because there's no flaws to this set and they're just filming in a car park. Didn't know that for a fact. Well, so it's not okay. Is it a car park or is it they, they, they filmed on a very flat piece of land and they've angled the camera upwards, which is actually quite clever. Yeah, but there are definitely some bits where you can tell because they're literally shooting just just ever so slightly above the angles, just so yeah. you can't ever see the floor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's, it's very good. It was giving um, like Star Wars lighting at some points, wasn't it? It's a good. It's a good fight scene. It's a very like, good fight scene. I like Ooh. David with the sword. Oh, mm-hmm. what do you think the Doctor called the Sycorax leader? I do love that, yeah, when he just, I don't know, calls him out in Sycorax. My partner, my, his theory is that he called him a pussy-ass bitch. <laughs> or are you just a pussy-ass bitch? That's what he said. Honestly, can't can't disagree there. No. Tell your partner they're right. <laughs> but, you know, it's a great fight scene. He loses his hand, the infamous hand that Jack finds because he's weird. Like how I, if only we knew at the time how iconic that hand would yeah. be. Um, yeah, saves his life yeah. on an occasion in the future. Yeah. I love, uh, I love when he grows the hand back, which I think is 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 generally a well accomplished effect for yeah, for back then, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it doesn't look terrible. No, grows his hand back. Um, of the, the it's Sycorax a batting hand. Yes, the Sycorax goes. Uh, witchcraft is time, time lord. lord. Um, but yeah, that is how I remember that we watched this on Christmas Day in my house because this new hand, it's a fighting hand, is still something that my family quote quote to this. They don't like Doctor Who at all, but that line just resonated. I just I think we all just fell about laughing on Christmas Day. That's great. At that, and we still talk about that line. Um, Aww. Yeah, yeah. It's particular, a good line. Particular favorite of my particular favorite of my mum's. It's this great. New hand. It's a fighting hand. It's just, yeah, that whole scene is great for the planet. Although I think I think the, the best bit might be after the come down, after he's like got the Sycorax to surrender. She goes, oh, not bad for a man, these Jim Jams. There is the way he's like, um, swear that you will, swear on the blood of your species that you will leave this planet and never come back. And then, and then it's all very silly. He's like holding the sword to his neck, like, you yeah. swear, swear on the blood of your species. And then he's like, I swear... And then he goes, all right, then cheers, big fella. And it just like, goes back to being cash. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, but... because... But... Sycorax, double-crossing... I mean, not really, though. 
because if he didn't if he didn't start screaming as he ran at him, probably could have got him in the back. Yeah, probably. It's just that he picks his sword up and just goes, ah. and then no yeah. second chances. I'm that sort of a man. Oh, and the Satsuma comes back into play. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Satsuma. Satsuma. But yeah, that's just like Christmas, that, it? Go for everything you always wanted. Right at the bottom, there's always one measly Satsuma. It's great. But then that's kind of like, you know how in Journey's End, when the Doctor drops Jackie Rose, Jackie and Rose off at Bad Wolf Bay. Oh, and Ten Two at Bad Wolf Bay. Uh, and he's like, you know, he's 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 full of blood and revenge, and you know, he needs you you're the one who stopped me kind of going down that way, you know. It always makes me think of that. That that's that fight scene actually always comes into my head when when they talk about that. It's a particularly cold line. Yeah. No second chances and that sort of a man. Very intense. Yeah. I mean, he does get tense. This is this is this is Time Lord Victorious time. It is Time Lord Victorious. And then obviously they get um taken back down to Earth in a very it's very cute their reactions at the end when he's like Mickey's like yeah it is defended Woo! yeah yeah and they're just all celebrating and Kiss hugging off. And, yeah even Doctor even hugs Jackie Jackie and the Doctor their friendship is my favorite thing and then you know Harry is like my Doctor Prime Minister and then it goes really sour that's what makes that even worse sour, I think. Yeah. Because of how cordial they are there. Yeah. Well, I mean, let's just get into it then. The discussion, the discussion that I want to, I want to pick your brains. Yeah. So, the Sycorax leader has been killed, fell down to earth, squished, whatever. Who knows? I mean, they could always have had. You know, that's another way to bring the Sycorax back. Is where did he land? You know what I'm I, mean? I mean, I'm always surprised that he doesn't. Yeah, they don't like appearing tortured or something. But, yeah. You know, there's literally a. Uh, a cigarette's corpse somewhere in the middle of London. That would have been cool, actually. So in the middle of Central. Probably it landed on a roof as Jack was standing there, like with his hands on his hips, posing. Yeah. <laughs> Listen to our tortured episode to get our opinions on that. Um, but yeah, the cigarettes have been told to leave Earth and they're going, you know. They're leaving the planet, they're going. And then Alex gets a, a call on his earpiece saying, Mom, torture said that they're ready. And Harriet just takes a look at, you know, her little group of friends. And she knows that they're going to hate her after it. But she says, you know, take tell them to fire. Tell them to kill all of the Sycorax, you know. You have to understand, from Harriet's point of view, her POV, two of her closest advisors were killed right in front of her. They did nothing wrong. They literally were just trying to defend the planet, right? And they killed... They killed the two guys in cold blood, right? And people were about to... A whole bunch of... Nearly over half of the population of Earth were about to jump off of a roof or something because they were all sent there. She wants to make sure that the Earth is defended and there's a message going out to the stars going, don't come here because you will be... You know, you won't win kind of thing. Do you think she did the right thing? Uh, she didn't do the right thing, but I understand, I, like, yeah, from, from her perspective in that moment, I do understand the logic behind it. Um, I think, for me, I kind of have to rationalise it in sort of the real world, which is, you know, if there was, like, an invading army that invaded for 
however long, and then suddenly decided to retreat uh, and were going back to you know, whichever country they'd invaded from. Would I condone people being shot in the back as they were fleeing? No, I wouldn't. Yeah. If yeah. anything is retreating and is leaving, you shouldn't execute them. It is incredibly cold and mean and nasty um, and breaks every kind of decency and convention that we have around warfare. Um, but I can see and empathise with the fear and, you know, like I said, the Doctor is not always going to be there. That's, that's the I thing, yeah. But I wouldn't say that that's then an excuse to blow someone up as they're leaving. I could see that as a as a condonement of maybe why they need that technology to be in place if the Doctor isn't there, but that's not something you should ever do to somebody who is actively leaving a situation. I agree. I feel the same about it. I Because when I was younger, like I said, I didn't agree with her at all. But now it's like, I still wouldn't have done it myself, but I completely understand where she's coming from. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And like, I... I... No, go on. No, I, like, I'd, I'd be angry in that situation with her, but then I feel like I'd have more time and I would be like, well, I still don't... I still do not agree with that at all, but I can... I can empathise. I mean, I'll tell you what I hate about this scene, though, because, again, you know, she they didn't do the right thing, even though I get where she's coming from. Doctor's very angry, and he just does the most horrible, disgusting, misogynistic thing he's probably ever done. And to be fair, the, the Tenth Doctor isn't an angel. He's done some things. Mm. This is his worst thing. This is... I hate this. I hate it. Because, obviously, she's a woman in power, and he knows that just commenting on her appearance and how, you know, how incapable she is will give will result in a vote of no confidence in her. Yeah. You know, six words. Don't you think she looks tired? Fuck off, dickhead. Seriously. Seriously. It's good, though. In terms of what it tells us about his character. Yeah. What he's willing, what he's willing to do. And that sort of, like... Yeah, I, I, I assume you, you're not meant to condone what Harriet Jones does, but also it's like what she does is awful, but then what he does is so extraordinarily cruel on a on a very personal level. Yeah. And they're both, I think, very heavily in the wrong. The end of a silly little Christmas special can have you feeling really like... Existential. Yeah. On a lighter note. The Doctor has Christmas dinner, and he has dinner with... He, has, he eats Jackie's cooking, finally. The whole thing is soundtrack to Song for Ten, which is an absolute elder of a song. It's a yeah. pop. They don't have that version on the soundtrack. They have... The the one on the soundtrack is better, in my yeah, opinion. Yeah, agreed, agreed, yeah, yeah. The one in the show is too slow. It hits different on vinyl, I'll say that much. But yeah, Song for Ten is great, and I can't remember if I told you, but I feel like I must have done, which is where I used to work, uh, name undisclosed, um, <laughs> you, you get uh, full choice over what music goes on the playlist that we play to the public and uh, at Christmas last year when we were cultivating the Christmas playlist I did add song for 10 on the playlist. As you should. But anyway, he's getting changed into his outfit. He goes for his iconic matchy matchy outfit, his long brown coat which I love. Looking in the mirror, licking his teeth weirdly. I don't know why he does, does that but there you go. Lots of, lots of fun little references for costumes and stuff in there. Do you know what's a fucking crime, though? 
that we never see that dressing room again. It's a fucking piss take. I know, I don't get it. And then he walks in and Rose and the doctor have that little look and it's just, uh... He's got his, hand, he's got his hands and he's stuffed in his pockets as his lights off. Yeah. It's like sort of twirling. It's great. And then they, you know, have crackers. I love, I feel like we don't talk about this moment enough as a fandom when they do the cracker and Rose is like, oh, it's pink, you should have it, mum, oh my God. Like she's like proper like into it. It's really cute. Yeah, and uh, under, underrated 10th Doctor look at him with paper crown. Yeah. Yeah. Paper crown and glasses. Make that an action figure, B&M. Please do. Uh, instead of a raggedy 10th Doctor, that's... I, I know it's referencing something, but still, it's stupid. Um, but yeah, obviously, then they see Harry on the telly with a vote of no confidence, which obviously means she's not being Prime Minister anymore. And Already having her health speculated on. Mental. It's just... I hate it. I do which, hate it. Which does feel a little too soon. It does, yeah. For but me, personally. a few hours? Jeez. Yeah. Which, again, also kind of, as much as I do like and fancy Alex, it does kind of lend credence to the fact that he probably just went back immediately and started saying to people, actually, yeah, don't you think she looks... Yeah, what dickhead. Don't you think she looks tired, yeah. Which is a shame. Snake. Yeah. But yeah, and then obviously it starts raining and Jackie, with her gorgeous blowout, can I say, Jackie cleans up well in a space of like half an hour. Yeah, and it's, they all... I love, I love the... Just the snow starting to fall, or the snow... Starting to fall with Rose's theme playing is lovely. And, and you know, again, we I think this is the first time we get the reference of snow not being snow. It's dead ashes. I was going to say, in that scene, I always find it a little bit awkward now. Because obviously Mickey still has feelings for Rose and they're kind of an on-again, off-again situation. Mm. To me, it's pretty definitive. If you're standing in front of him holding another man's hand... Yeah, they're like, isn't aren't they like like link, linked arms slightly? Like they're like they're fully holding hands, fully romantic. Like we're we're dating now. That's holding what hands, that tells they're like, me. Yeah, right in like nuzzling next to each other, and they're pointing at the stars to be which way they're going to go. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah, they're dating. So that's the Christmas invasion then. That was one Christmas invasion. And I have a question for you. Uh, oh yeah. And that question is to do with our segment that we like to have on this podcast, where. We talk about our favourite specific things, that being our most doctory moment, our favourite quote, our stand-up moment, our least favourite moment. That's not in the order we do it in, but that's the order I've read it out in. So I mean, we go in any order, it doesn't matter. We're moving and grooving on this podcast. We are maverick podcasters, we do what we like, get over it. Exactly. So, that begs the question, and the answer... Elliot, darling. Yes. Darling. Standout moment. I think it's got, it's got to be... I, I love so much in this episode, but I think actually it might be Camp Christmas Tree killing. It's so fun. It just, for me, that perfectly encapsulates the fun stupidness of the Christmas special Doctor Who's. How about you, my dear? It's probably as cheesy and annoying as it sounds. It's the doctor coming up the TARDIS after the tea worked. You know. It's good to be fair. It's great. I just love David is on fire. He's ten out of ten. He's really good. You know, it, he only gets better from here on out, and it's great. I don't know, yeah. I just love it. It is good. So what's your weakest moment from the episode? Um genuinely hard to pick because Same, it's lovely. Yeah. I love it. It's great, great episode. 
I've gone for a soft, a soft, easy target. It'd be Mickey using his computer hacking skills to get into the army, look at little videos of pilot fish that dramatically swim at the camera. Yeah, it's a bit, it's it's a bit too silly. Yeah, I know I can't complain about things being silly because I like the killer Christmas tree, but it's a bit too silly for me. Yeah. How about you? I'm actually really struggling to think of one. I had I had to strain for ages to think of that, and even then, that is a nitpick. Yeah, no, I might like, have to pick yours because honestly, don't get me wrong. This episode is not flawless. I wouldn't give it like full marks. That's a spoiler. As you say, we will find out when we in. Like, yeah, we'll find two out. Minutes. But I can't think of. Does that make? Do you know what I mean? Like, I can't think of a bad thing, but it's not a perfect episode. I don't know how to explain. There's not a particular moment that makes it not work. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. No, I'm gonna go with what you said. So, most doctory moment. Um, most doctory moment is probably for me. It's him for you finding for me. <laughs> uh, it's him finding the blood control and deciding to work out what type of blood it is by sticking it in his mouth. Because Tennant does that. He likes to touch. He he really said the senses. Was it? Is it the five senses? He's he is so sensory. My man is sensory. He loves to touch Dalek brains, lick yeah. blood. But what's yours? Mine is you know the doctor's in bed. He's literally on his last legs for a, for a little bit. He he's really he's really he just needs a bit of he needs his hot girl nap. But Rose Tyler, not just Rose Tyler, but somebody. Well, no, Rose Tyler because the, the doctor's greatest love is Rose Tyler. Let's be real says, help me. And he's like, all right, I'll get up for you, I guess. I feel like that's the most doctory moment for me. Favourite quote, babe? So I have I have two that are really battling out of my head, so I'm going to say the one that's that's my truest, most authentic self. Yeah. And then if you don't say the other one, I'm going to say my other one for you as well. Okay. Is that okay? Mm-hmm. Yes, that's fine. It's my, my absolute favourite, probably, honestly, one of my favourite lines, actually maybe in the whole show, is they're on, they're on the Sycorax ship, and he's trying to reason with the leader of the Sycorax. Yeah. She goes, but look at them. These people. So primitive. From the moment they arrive on the planet, blinking, step into the sun. There's more to see than can ever be seen. There's more to do. No. Right, hold on. That's the Lion King. Anyway, you get my point. <laughs> yeah. 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 I love it. It's so funny. It makes me burst out laughing every time. It's very funny. Yeah. <laughs> no. I love it. Hold on. That's the Lion King. This is How a very about... Boomtown kind of episode where there's just so many quotes, right? Yeah, like every every other line is a, a quote. But what's your favourite quote? Well, mine's probably, I'm going to be killed by a Christmas tree. <laughs> the delivery Fair. is so good. It is iconic. What was your other one? Can you tell Please me? Please, I can go for a second. It's uh, also when they're on the Sycorax ship and when he's first talking to the leader of the Sycorax and the, the Sycorax just goes, he's like, it's like, I demand answers. And then Doctor just goes, I don't no, know. No. Yeah. Amazing. So the way he widens his body. He's like, I don't know. So what what what's your what's your score out of five? Because on this podcast we always do out of five. What's your score for this episode? It's a four. Boom, snap. Because Sound of my heart, the beat goes on and on and on and on. Yeah, sorry, that's mine. Anyway, go on. Because again, I don't I don't do point five, so I think otherwise it'd probably be a four point five. It's a four. Really good. Great episode Doctor Up probably somewhere in in five personal favourites 
couldn't tell you where, but it's ranked somewhere in my personal favourites. Really love it. Great comfort episode. But again, I can't give it a five because there are some fives coming in the series and they're not it's it's not quite as good as the fives but it's very good it's a perfect it's a perfect comfort episode of doctor who agreed hell yeah i watch it every christmas without fail i'm gonna so watch crazy. it again at christmas i am gonna watch it again and then in a few months well that brings the house lights down on another episode of come along pond Doctor who doctor who doctor who discussions yeah. Best friends. Yeah. Beautiful. Gorgeous. It's so good. What a great start to series two. So much more to come. We've got Ecstatic. everything from new new earth to doomsday to talk about. Yeah. For the next thirteen weeks. Oh. But yeah, so in the in the meantime though, I'm sure you enjoyed this because I had a great time. I had a great time. If you did enjoy it, well, you should subscribe on whatever you're listening on. Spotify, Apple, YouTube, because we do have a YouTube. You can follow us on social media. We are at Come Along Pond Podcast on Instagram. We're at Come Along Pond DW on Twitter. We are at Come Along Pond Podcast on TikTok. A very successful TikTok. I'm sure you've probably just seen us on your For You page because <laughs> we are massive. Do you know um, what? We're the biggest creators on TikTok, guys. <laughs> <laughs> All of these things will be linked in the show notes. We also have an email that is comealongpondpod at gmail.com. Anything you want to say, comments, questions, queries, email us. Anything, private messages, so. anything you want to get off your chest, comment on one of our TikToks, whatever, we will reply. We're always very active on social media because we have so much love for everybody who listens to this. Yeah. But uh, we'll be back in New Earth. In, we'll be back in, next in, week in, New, in Earth. New Earth. We're going further than we've ever gone before. Yep. All the way to New Earth. All the way there. Damn, it's been so, so, so lovely talking to you again. It's been fantastic talking to you too always absolutely always uh incidentally it's been absolutely fantastic talking to all of you at home as well yeah much love and we give you we give you air from our lungs <sighs> bye guys <laughs> bye 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 now farewell bye. bye that's a new one <laughs> <laughs>